Hello, beautiful people. My name is Davi. I'm joined by Abe and Charlie. Welcome back to another Tony Tuesday. We just watched episode 10. A hit is a hit. And for our viewers and listeners, we hope you guys are doing well. Y'all, what an episode. Um, there was a very interesting dynamic that was introduced with Tony. Um, and that was him kind of stepping outside his comfort zone and trying to meet new people. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, uh, what did you get from this episode? Because we, I think we got a some sort of conclusion on how he feels on the on that situation. Um, but seeing uh, from Tony's perspective, whoa, whoa, sorry. Oh, your phone's on the table. Oh shoot, my phone. Get <laughs> <laughs> um, some static. Yeah, just a little, just a little bit. So, so um, yeah. What did, what were some of the things that stood out to you from that dynamic that was introduced from him like hanging out with those Hang, guys? him and hanging out with those guys? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't too. I, I don't. They probably said it, but I probably missed it. I'm not sure what the motivation was to hang out with those guys in the first place. Besides the fact of just like meet new people, because he clearly has his crew that likes him, that respects him, that backs him up. So I don't know why he's like venturing off to find new people i thought for a minute that he was just befriending them to get sort of uh in on different things like the insider trading stuff get into the club that he wanted to be a part of uh things like that so i think he was just trying to in my opinion i think he was making friends to get into areas that he doesn't have access to um but clearly you know they didn't they weren't he was like a what do you say he was like a he was like a source of entertainment for them mm-hmm. yeah and he mentioned that to 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 Jennifer Dr. Melfi what I gathered and I I don't remember the exact beginning of the conversation between him and Jennifer but what I gathered is like the suggestion was around not being so constantly involved in work mm-hmm. and him being with his crew whether he's hanging out with them just casually or hanging out with them about business or like working and doing business, yeah, it always kind of circles back to business. And like what we know is that his job and what he does causes him a high level of stress and that leads to his anxiety, so on and so right. forth. So I think that was kind of the motivation of like, can you step outside your comfort zone and find other people to hang out with in your personal time that could, you know, de-stress and yeah. not help you, you know, help you not think about work and whatnot. And then there was the conversation about, you know, the Maragans, which I want to I want to research. I want to look up like what exactly that means. Um, but basically what I got from it was like, it there's like the there's Americanized the, Italians, the, the, I, guess, I guess. But at the same time, like they're kind of Americanized Italians. But yeah, but there's probably an even deeper layer. Right. It's like the the, the Italian just by name or by whatever. And they, they might talk about Italian stuff, but they're not truly Italian in the mm-hmm. way that they act and the way that they. You know, the way like the Sopranos are like they got Italian dinner constantly. They sprinkle in Italian language every time they're talking like they're they're very fully, you know, Italian um, in that sense. And I think there's that separation of that. Um, and he, he was right. Like he, he said, like, I don't want to hang out with these dudes because it's different. Like I find them boring, A. And B, he doesn't like, feel comfortable. Better, yeah, he doesn't feel comfortable. And he found out later mm-hmm. why he felt he, he felt uncomfortable. Yeah. And you were saying that he like the motive there is to escape work and whatever, but work just kept circling yeah, back. Yeah, uh, because they would bring <clears> it up <throat> in conversation and ask him about right. Yeah. 
you know, the mob, is it real? Is the Godfather accurate? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and making him feel worse about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys think that Tony could ever find a friend that's not in the mob and build a relationship with one? Yeah. Do you think or he, he can has do one? It? Artie. Yeah. He's got Artie. And, like, mm-hmm. he does have some people that are outside of the mob. It's just, like, regardless of that fact, the, you know, 90% of his time is spent, you know, within the mob. And even then, like, Artie is friendly with those other guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's very... Someone who's, like, not associated whatsoever. Do you think it's possible? Yeah, it depends. I think it really depends. I feel like it would have to be someone within his culture that understands, but then yeah. there's also kind of this dynamic between Italians that are in the mob and outside of the mob and whether or not they agree or disagree with what Tony's doing and what the mob stands for. Yeah. Because we saw that a couple episodes back, we saw Dr. Melfi having family dinner and they discussed this entire thing and they seem like a very true Italian family, somewhat, like more than um, Cusimano. Cusimano, yeah. But, you know, there still was very competing um, ideas on whether or not the mob is a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. So I think that's why Tony sometimes doesn't venture out because he's seen like a villain. And I think this goes back to you know, the central theme of the show is like, you know, villain, like monster versus human kind of thing, right? Where mm-hmm. Tony is this balancing act of his work, which he feels and other people see him as a monster and the human side, his family, his emotions, you know, what he thinks about life, what he thinks about what he's doing, like all of that. Mm-hmm. I think like th- those conversations is just like a, a symbolism of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw in the in the session with Dr. Melfi, um, Tony's always been a great storyteller. I think every single time he's going back to his roots and talking about his childhood, and he, he does it really well, and it's fantastic writing. But I think we saw growth there because he he opened up. We saw a vulnerable Tony there where he was talking about Jimmy, um, mm-hmm. and he was like, damn, I felt like Jimmy at that time. And that's... I don't know. That's something that I don't think we've gotten from Tony a lot this season. And it was definitely a growth on his, I want to say, emotional side and sympathizing for people who've been bullied, people who've been made fun of. Yeah, introspective, yeah. like looking at his mistakes and being mm-hmm. like, damn, now I understand how someone that I treated poorly felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the first times that we've seen something like that from him. Yeah. Um, all right, Christopher and Adriana's dynamic. <sighs> that's going to be, I think, a... It's definitely going to continue as the show develops, I'd say. Um, definitely left in a cliffhanger, and we're, we don't know where Adriana left to go to. But, um, Abe, what, what did you get off that dynamic? Because finally, we're finally getting development of their relationship for the first time. Mm-hmm. right? It, it, it felt like this season we'll only see a little bit of them, and now I feel like forefront we're going to get a backstory and a side story of you know what it's like, Adriana's perspective with Christopher's relationship. But what was something that you saw this dynamic that stood out to you i think the central theme of this story with christopher and adriana was kind of you know a a kind of newly minted couple in the mob trying to find their place and like what what are they going to do what are they going to be how do they see themselves and like at the very beginning when they were kind of in the burger shop uh i think it was the burger shop or after when they got out of there they were talking about like you know, Carmela and like, does she want to be like Carmela? No, she wants to own something. She wants to be a boss of something. She wants to manage something, which makes sense. Um, but, you know, you, you kind of see that they're both 
you, you know, um, what, what's the word, naive and kind of in o- over their heads a little bit. Um, and they don't know what what it is that it takes to do the things that they're dreaming of doing, right? They're just like, oh, this sounds good. Like the music thing, it just sounded good in her head, mm-hmm. right? Um, is, is what the impression that I got anyway. Um, and it just, it was very interesting to see kind of like the beginnings of like, a, oh man, we're in the mob. So like, what do we do, right? Like, uh, am I just going to be like Carmela and just like pop out kids and go to the gym? Like what the, or am I going to actually do something? And you can see that Christopher does have a soft spot for that. Like he wants to support her, but throughout everything he starts to realize like you know i'm not gonna just throw my money away at this a and b he didn't want to let her live in this kind of fairy tale when you know at the end she was like you don't think i have talent and he stayed really quiet why because i think he i think he agrees he obviously just doesn't want to put his foot in his mouth Mm -hmm. Mm, that's true i think there was ways that you can um navigate that navigate conversation that better. conversation better in the way chris but we know christopher i think in a way he may i think he may he sh- probably should have been like let's research this more and let's understand the business right but you know they're I, not gonna he's not gonna do that you know the way they are they're kind of like uh, christopher is a very impulsive character in terms yeah. of what we've seen from him right like go back to completely different situation but go back to the bakery scene where he shoots the baker yeah. dude in the foot mm-hmm. like in a, a very random situation in this situation he has like the woman he loves telling him exactly what she wants to do and what she sees as her dream and all he wants to do is just give it to her mm-hmm. he doesn't think about you know how the why the obstacles whatever he just wants to give it to her he buys studio time he connects her with this you know gangster rap producer whatever she's he's listening to her about this band and whatnot and it, you know He's just going with it, but he starts to realize, like, damn, like I, I, there's really nothing here, and and people, other people are telling him like there's nothing here, and I don't know if this is, you know, I, there's more to come in terms of like Christopher and Adriana's relationship, but I'm I'm thinking about Christopher specifically in the sense of like, does this mean he's gonna hopefully grow and be less impulsive with these kind of decisions, or? Is he going to continue to fall into these sorts of traps of like, oh, I got money now. Well, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, someone pissed me off, so let me do this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it seems like he rushes into these decisions a lot. What do you think, Charlie? Do you think Christopher is going to grow into a character that's more impulsive, or do you think he's going to retreat and no, have think, more patience? I mean, I think he's super impulsive all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't think this helps him learn Uh I don't know if there's a learning lesson here for him in terms of being impulsive because it, just off of a conversation, he already went, dove right in there and started spending money on Adriana to do this venture. But my thought is the mistake will help him because now Adriana's yeah. walking out the door. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, I feel like he's made this mistake several times and hasn't learned from it, the impulsive part of it. Like Tony gives him shit for it, and he still hasn't learned. Yeah, but nothing, nothing teaches you like heartbreak. This is yeah, <laughs> this is true. This doesn't teach you like heartbreak. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one yeah. piece. Yeah. But I could definitely see him being yeah. continuing to do this because he he hasn't learned. Charlie's right. Right, and I think he still has more to deal with in this situation because my impression is that Adriana leaves, and now she goes to see that the guy that was Massive G. Massive G. I thought we were going to see that in this episode. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, that's probably going to be a continuation in the next couple episodes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that Christopher has a genuine like love and care for Adriana, and he was trying yeah. to help her, but saw that you know this wasn't the right 
you know, fit. Like this band is clearly trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her and her not having the ability to to see that clearly and just kind of be blinded by I don't know, just finally doing something for herself. Uh it it, it doesn't help her and obviously he's crushed by the whole thing because he held his tongue and couldn't couldn't say more um about her being you know not talented or not untalented. T- yeah. Like she doesn't have a good ear for what's good or not. Right. And he doesn't he doesn't want to be the one to break her heart and tell her that. Exactly. No, yeah, he has you can see he has a lot of he has genuine love and care for her and a very soft <clears throat> soft spot for her. Like he really I think he really, 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 really loves her. But right. I just I think it's really hard to I think it's really hard for him to be as blunt as he is to others, but he struggles because he adds so so much as of his impulsiveness to his situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. just like it's just Yeah, he's not helping the situation. No, he at just all. doesn't help any situation that he's in where he has to be honest, he takes it out with anger. Mm. Yeah. Um and I think he's still going to we're still gonna see the anger side come out because there's no way that she doesn't go to Massive G after this. Like, there's no way that the story doesn't continue that way. And if it if it doesn't, then wow, I'm shocked because that's not how I would have written it, right? Yeah. Because clearly there's like a there is a going there's there. a plot line yeah, that's yeah. we know what's heading towards that exactly. direction. Exactly. And he's clearly just been eyeing her and just pretending that he's been liking this band the whole time. He knows it's trash. And her getting involved with him only makes this plot messier. Yeah. Exactly. Because of everything else going on in the background with the. With Tony's Hesh, crew, yeah. Hesh, and, and Massive G's crew. Exactly. So we, we have to see how faithful Adriana is, mm-hmm. right? I think that's going to be a test. Um, she might fall for for Massive G. Like, he might uh, be able to manipulate her in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So we'll see. We're seeing a, a new dynamic towards, like, the new mob era where Massive G is like, I'm just going to sue you, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think back then the mob would have been like, brother, we're just going to kill you. Like, we're <laughs> I, I I genuinely think that the, I think there's a dichotomy or like there's a, there's a conflict within the mob where they do have lawyers on retainer, right? Mm-hmm. That's why Tony, when he said that, he was like, I know that's right because they'd have the same damn thing. Like when the feds are coming after them, they have lawyers on retainer for a reason. Um, and, you know, I think they were kind of thrown and I think a way of uh, oh, it's almost a way of them looking down on the other crew, but at the in the same vein, like they're, they do the same shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and like, as much as they don't want to believe that, like, you know, this uh, gangster rap crew is, is suddenly sophisticated, whatever they are. And they, they have knowledge and massive Jesus, smart dude. He's yeah. not, he's not it's an a college educated dude. Like oh, we yeah. learned in this episode. Oh yeah. And he's and he's been through the trenches. Yeah. So like, he he has both sides. Probably, you know, he's more well-rounded than they are, in yeah. a sense, right? Because the street smarts and the book smarts and the book smarts exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I think they kind of have met their match in a sense, right? Like where they have to be very careful because if they push this dude's buttons, they they could uh, get bit in the ass. Mm. And what do you guys think of the new introduction of Massive G? Like, it adds another dynamic in terms of we're like Abe said we're finally seeing a competition that is leveled or even mm-hmm. massive g is at a, at a at a place where they're actually at a, a higher level compared to the, the soprano squad yeah it, maybe maybe not i would say the biggest difference is probably the mob rolls a little bit deeper 
like the Italian mob has like deeper ties, deeper connects, mm-hmm. has been around for longer. There's Runs in the tradition, family. there's structure, there's a lot, a lot more going on there. Um, but in terms of intellect, yeah, and in terms of like chess moves, I feel like Massive G is probably on that level. Would you say it's like new money versus old money? Yeah, it could be. Or new gangster versus old. It's OGs <laughs> versus the 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 new era. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. what it seems like. Yeah, which is cool to see. I I wonder though because we've gotten comments in the past of people being like, "Damn, people hated on the Sopranos because you know they wanted someone getting whacked every episode, kind of thing." And the second that they were on that phone call, people like those people were probably in the edge of their seats, being like, "Oh, they're gonna start a war," and they're like, "Nah, I'm gonna <laughs> get my lawyer to sue you." They're probably pissed off and like. Oh my God, bro! This show's so boring. But for me, I'm like, that's this dope because it's a very realistic portrayal exactly. on how would it, how would it be today? And, in exactly, today's and time. especially when they're dealing with the music industry, it's all lawsuits, mm-hmm. it's all copyright infringement, it's all this, True. all this stuff. True. So to me, it's very realistic, and it's really cool to see like the mob element of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it does. It I, is I, interesting. I, but know. we got look what we got in the first the first opening. Someone yeah. just got absolutely. Oh yeah, popped. I don't know how people are complaining about because because that's because if you if you really pay attention to it, that's the periphery of the of the show. Like that is secondhand to everything else that happens in The Sopranos. Like people getting whacked, people getting killed, whatever the mob activity. There's so much more going on. There's so many more layers to this show, but there are people who literally that's all they want to see. And thankfully, that's not us. Uh, thankfully, there's a, we enjoy the layers of the show, um, but I know I, I, I'm sure that there are some folks who really just want to see like the mob activity and mm-hmm. and like the street stuff and the killing and the the brutal stuff. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't feeling the the Master G stuff. Massive G, Massive G. Sorry, not Master G, Massive G. Mm-hmm. Until I got to the phone call, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sue you." That's where I was like, "Okay, I see." I see how your crew is going to work now. Mm-hmm. Um, because before that, I was kind of just like, this is very out of the blue. Like the storyline that we got last episode to now into this is like just so like 180 that I was like just thrown off by it. But once I got to that, I was like, OK, well, what I, I can go. see now, too, is like we haven't seen them. But like looking at it from a Fed perspective, it's just an extra spider web. You know what I mean? Like more web shooting out from the hundred percent. It's yeah, more evidence for the FBI as yeah. well. <laughs> no, um, and the evidence as well is Carmela getting into to insider trading. trading. Like Bro. that's, yeah, yeah. That makes me nervous. I know. I know. Obviously, it, it, you know what makes me feel like this is gonna go to shit. Everything went too well for her in this episode. <laughs> She even got to go to like spa day with Meadow. Like, nah, bro, shit's it, shit's hitting the fan. They get busted <laughs> at the spa day. The second that that Imagine. thing happened with with Meadow, uh-huh. I was like, nah, this is this is bad news. This is bad news. There's no way Meadow is willingly going. Where the to hell was Anthony Junior. this episode? Oh, they come in and out. I think yeah, per yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it depends. We didn't even get Junior this episode. They, he they, was, they, she was still swatting a fly in his room. Probably. Yeah, I think they, <laughs> I think they they ship their kids to like boarding school or something. Like, depends. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 interesting how they appear and disappear, but but yeah, I thought I thought it was uh, super interesting how Carmela had like no negative repercussions. Like, oh, Done. CNBC, I'm so interested. I'm like, mm, this is gonna go to shit. Oh, and Tony's yeah. gonna flip if it does. <laughs> also, no Uncle Junior in this episode because I feel as though where we left off in the previous episode, uh, someone's in trouble. Like. Because they they were running their mouth, right? Yeah. Obviously, he went and pied his woman in the face. Yeah. 
and all that stuff. But somebody in this in this crew is is also in trouble because they were running their mouth. Who? About what? About th- them. About his whole thing with with her, right? Because no, it was the women who were talking. talking. It was the, the women, women who were talking. Right, right. It was the women who were talking. But I feel like more people know about it as well. Tony knew about it. Tony knew about it from Carmella. Carmella. Exactly. Making jokes here and there. Yeah, I think I think it'll just fuel the feud between Junior and and Tony. Because the the only people that we saw because when we were watching that golf scene, you could see like Tony making those comments and the guys in the back were like, What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) This man's not making sense. But Junior knew what he was talking about. And Junior, when he made comments about like psychiatry or whatever, Tony knew what he was talking about. So it's kind of this like cold war of like, Mm -hmm. I got shit on you, you got shit on me who's going to cave first, who's going to use this to their advantage first. Right. Yeah. The only other person who knows anything, I think, is Mikey about Tony going to psychiatry because Junior told him. Just yeah. in terms of like the the timeline and how the story is progressing, I just wonder where Junior is in all of this because I know he's back from both. He's back. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. so like, I, I don't know He'll how, be in the next episode. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. But like all this happening, however long of a span, what we just saw was with, you know, Mm-hmm. The new era gangsters now feuding with the crew. Like, I want to know how he becomes aware of it, what his reaction is, all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to to seeing that. Yeah, yeah. I think at this point in Tony's mind and his crew's mind, it's still kind of small fish. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's their, my understanding is they're the ones who kind of deal with Hesh. So right now it's really just Tony's ju- jurisdiction. But if this turns into something bigger, then Junior will get involved. And I think the way it'll turn into something bigger is Christopher. Oh. That's just my prediction. Because I, or I feel, Adriana. Right, but still tied with Christopher. Like, right. I, like a lot of the problems that have escalated have been through Christopher in one way or another. So mm-hmm. before, like, his friend Brandon uh, and, like, his buddies, like, jacked the wrong truck, killed the guy or whatever, accidentally. Uh, Tony's gonna clean the mess. Yeah, exactly. Like there, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, Christopher <laughs> finds trouble, bro. Christopher screws Tony up so bad. Yeah. So we're just gonna see more trouble. For, I obviously, think, I think. I think so because he's yeah. gonna have to go after his woman. Yeah. And, that's and he's gonna, gonna go to Tony, and Tony's gonna be like, "What the? F- like, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We're what we're we have three episodes left, right? There's 13 episodes this season. In the first season, probably. Yeah. So that was 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was 10. Wow. Well, yeah. We got three episodes left this season. Almost done with season one. Woo. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but yeah, we're know. getting there, guys. I know. Slow I know. and steady, but we're getting there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Soon we'll do twice a week. Soon. We got to finish Barry first. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all, thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Please comment and like this video. Comment your thoughts. And if you're new here, please consider subscribing. We love you guys and see you soon for episode 11. Peace.